Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 20 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm Pamela Davis, and I am so glad to have everyone here, especially all of our new people. Uh, the Well Done Life is about building community through sharing our stories. No one is an expert on everything, and if we share our experiences, we can learn from each other and grow. That's what living the Well Done Life is all about. So I'm glad you're here, and welcome. And to all our first responders, just to kind of make sure we we give reverence and coverage to them before we dive in. I want to say again, thank you for everything that you're doing for us. Um, with everything going on in the world, we have to make sure that we give thanks and are grateful to people who make life a little bit easier for all of us. So I just again want to say thank you for all of your support and everything that you've done. Uh, so I guess let's jump in. We're officially one week after the protest for the murder of George Floyd. And in that week, we've seen and heard so many things. I know, um, personally, my emotions are truly up and down. It, it's it's a lot. And I'm sure everyone is feeling this way. And I want to thank the people who connected with me after episode 19 went live uh, last Sunday. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I still invite you to check it out because I would love an opportunity to connect with you. Um, that episode is titled uh, Tired, Fed Up, and Ready for a Change. And in that vein, because again, I like to keep everything on track in regards to living the well-done life, but a large portion of us living um, our well-done life is standing in our truths, because if we don't stand in our truths, you're not living the well-done life, you're living a lie. And I think 2020 is teaching us that a lot of things are going to be revealed, so... This time, it's definitely about standing in my truth. So again, like I said, whoever, the people that connected with me, I truly appreciate the kind words and the actions um, that I've received and also that I've seen taking place in the world. It's um, very comforting to witness people or some people acknowledging that their privilege has afforded them certain opportunities that have not been leveraged to other groups. I also like the people see people check their prejudices because we all have them. And it, it's something that we have to get clear about if we're going to move forward together because solidarity is the key. And for those people who are just listening, because that's part of it as well. You have to listen so that you can understand how to move forward, how to react, because unfortunately, I don't really think that there's going to be an opportunity where you're not going to have to react but at the same time, if you're able to listen in this moment and to understand what you're hearing and what you're saying, then I think that that is a really great, important first step in this. Um, I've also seen a lot of uh, corporate statements acknowledging that Black Lives Matter and that the deaths of George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor were senseless and ir irreprehensible. Lots of words and definitely some definitive actions. And I wanted to talk about that because I think it's really important to spotlight that. Implementing change, especially in regards to uh, police brutality and turn systematic oppression of black and brown people, it is not just going to come 
from the people. It's going to be really um, important that we implement changes on our structural financial level um, to bring about change, especially from corporate America, because as I mentioned in episode 19, and I only highlighted on the foundation of capitalism a little bit, capitalism drives America. And to see companies putting real money into social justice programs, scholarships, or into equalizing the racial imbalances in their companies, in their companies, that's what true change is about. Because on the corporate level, there are many inequities that we don't discuss. And it has to be addressed as well. Because again, you have a great deal of black and brown people and actually minorities across the board that are not represented fairly in some of the largest corporations in the world. And especially in positions of leadership, And that has to change. So I think it's important to spotlight those companies that are definitely taking the beginning steps because that's what true change is all about. People are not just protesting about um, George Floyd's passing. Yes, they are because we want justice for him. We want justice for Ahmaud Arbery. We want justice for Breonna Taylor. But we also want systemic change across all areas we are tired of dealing with systematic oppression and racism in this country and having it translated into police brutality so there are a lot of different areas that this is going to cover and everyone needs to be prepared for that this is not change that's going to happen overnight and i think everyone has an idea of that But I definitely think it's just key that we take this opportunity to talk about staying focused. We have to remember that what we're here for is not just a short term. We're here for long-term change. And long-term change requires effort and energy and consistent communication and updates about progress and where we are in there, as well as bringing new people in. So this is a cycle or a season, I would like to say, that we are going to be in for some time if we're going to make it really stick. And I think we just all need to be cognizant of that and just make sure that we are really focused on exactly what we expect the outcomes to be and get very clear about that goal and intentional about what we do. Because yes, right now we can be out there protesting, but there is going to come a time where we're going to have to get organized. So that's why I said I think part of your mindset has to shift and start thinking about who exactly is aligning to the goals that I'm looking for for the end game so that I can support them. That's where to me you have to check out the plans of some of these corporations that we support because our money is what makes these corporations tick. Our our consumerism, that is the key to it all. So we do have a leverage of power that we need to understand. So when you get an opportunity, I would truly recommend reading uh, Target's Plan, uh, Chipotle, Jordan Brand, uh, Bento Asian Kitchen, and Reddit. Um, and I will list them in the show notes so that you can read on. And if there's other ones that you guys discover that are really bringing about a change and have an organized plan, I would recommend that you share those as well because those are people or organizations that get it 
And those are organizations that we should be supporting. On top of that, we should also be supporting uh, minority business owners because it is so important for us to give back, especially with COVID-19, because you have to think about it. A lot of minority businesses are smaller businesses, and a lot of those businesses did not get funding um, as a part of the um, COVID stimulus. So we need to be able to support these businesses so that they can continue to grow and to thrive because our money has power and that power is also a part of the change. Um, one one I wanted to spotlight really fast was Alexa Sohanian because senior because I at Reddit I found that one to be particularly interesting because as a part of his uh, plan he decided that he was going to resign his position on the board and he recommended to the board that they fill it with a person uh, a black person and that he also said that moving forward, he's going to be taking any shares or proceeds, any proceeds from his shares, excuse me, that he receives moving forward. And they'll be given to the black community directly or minority um, practices and social camps. And he actually made a donation instantly to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp. To me, I think that that's something that should definitely be paid attention to because, again, like I mentioned earlier, there is an inequity in many corporations, especially in those leadership board level positions where there is no minority representation. And to have someone recognize that and to use his privilege to be able to influence another person um, getting a seat at the table that's a powerful thing to do. I don't think he'll be the first or in the last one either. I think we'll see that actually occur more often. And I know for Alexis Ohanian Sr., that's personal because he's married to Serena Williams and they have a daughter. And for him to make that kind of a decision, I think shows true leadership because he understands that He doesn't need to be there when somebody else should have an opportunity to have a seat at the table as well. I do. I think that that is really powerful. And that's a really bold move. And to me, when I saw it, him give that announcement, the thing that I instantly thought about is that 2020 is also going to be the year of bringing about the death of the going along to get along. And I don't know how many people have ever heard that phrase before, but going along to getting along to get along is kind of like one of those uh, slang terms that I know in the black community we say very often where we may not agree with something and we know that it's problematic in certain ways, but we're going to go ahead and just let it rock because we just need to just get moving. We just need to keep going. And I did a little research, and I'll put the link in my show notes, but I found a um, graduate journal from Marcus T. McCullough. He has a master's in divinity. He got it in 2010. He actually wrote his master's thesis about uh, going the go along to get along and relating it to Romans 13, 1 through 7. Because in the black community going along to getting along has been a key survival tactic for many of us, um, especially even in times of uh, slavery. Because if you think about it, or even if you research it, many times the Bible was leveraged against slaves to help them uh, stay in line, to help the slave owners be able to keep them from wanting to rebel or to uh, just to run in any way. And so a lot of people 
realize that going along to get along was a foundational conditioning that's been a part of our culture for quite some time. And even now, uh, there are many times that we will be faced with situations in the black community where we just have to go along to get along because it's like you don't really feel like there's a lot of options and you just have no choice and it's just not a good feeling. And I've noticed that 2020 is the year that that's going to die. There is no more going along to getting along. If something's not right, it gets called out and it needs to be spoken about. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in an adversarial way. I'm learning. It's just about calling attention. Simply put the fuckery. Anything that is just straight fuckery. It needs to be called out. And we can't keep having that kind of energy about ourselves. Because now we again are in this position where we're learning and we're gaining power. And we're gaining access and we're gaining knowledge of the system and being able to figure out how we can move as that comes about and we empower our younger generation the going along to get along is over this is now a time of truths and as we see every day more and more truths keep getting revealed to us so it's so important that with that we keep a sense of self We can't let people leverage words against us because we have to recognize that it's very important that we stay focused, that we research, that we get intentional with our words and our actions, and we stop going along to get along. We can't allow our brothers or our sisters to be out here and to be in positions of less because we're trying to go along to get along. Like in the political space, I think about that so much because you just feel so trapped sometimes by your choices. And every it's like, who's an option? Who's an option? No one's an option. What do I do? I just tap out. Or I vote for them because of the lesser of two evils. Okay, maybe we do, but maybe we also then hold that person accountable to coming up with an, an agenda. And it's not bankrupt it's not blackmailing our vote it's not holding our vote hostage but it's letting our worth and our power be known to this individual that yes i put you in this position but i also can help get you out because somebody else will come behind you i never would advocate not voting i think that does not make sense especially in these in this political climate it, not voting is just you're you're an accomplice that's craziness You need to vote. That's what our ancestors died for. And we need to make sure that we are following in through and doing our part. But at the same time, we have to stop going along to get along. And we have to ask for what we want. And we have to demand what we want. But the only way to do that is not just through protesting. It's through influence. It's through power. It's being able to change the narrative. That's why it's so important that we learn how to understand the power of our resources, that we learn how to shop strategically, that we learn how to vote strategically on all levels. It's not just about the president. It's about the people that we put in the positions on the local levels. And we have to demand change. And that's why you have to stop with the going along to getting along. Because as we can see, going along to get along has put us right in this position. I think back 
excuse me, to when Trump was first uh, running for president. And I knew many people who told me, oh, I'm not going to vote because, you know, this is my time. I'm, I'm just going to what what would be so bad if we let him in? What 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 would happen now? We're here. And I don't know about you, but whoever did that and said that, I know you must just want to kick your own ass for the situation that we're in, because you can't tell me that you think that this is all peaches and cream. I mean, come on. Unemployment is high. Majority of people are losing their jobs left and right. We're going through a global pandemic and we don't have clear leadership and a time of civil unrest. It did. A lot happened. So that's why I said I think now is time to leverage a better stance. I think it's time for black and brown people and minorities across all levels to understand the influence that we hold and that we cannot any longer just go along to get along. We can't stay siloed. I, I of course... I love the black community. I'm black. That's my first priority. I'm black. Yes. To black America. But at the same time, when I think about different solutions or things that come into play, I think about the impacts across all lines because it's not just a black world. It's not just a white world. It's not just this world. It's a collective. And all of us together in America are the foundation. We are the ones that are going to be able to bring down a change. We're the people, the people. It all rests with us. So we have to come together and we have to get really clear about our expectations and our wants because I think if it really came down to it, it's pretty similar. Most of us just want the opportunity to live our best life uninhibited and to be able to live freely and not be judged by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character and my contribution to society. That's really what it's about. That's why I said it's just, it's time to stop going along to get along. So I really want everyone to take a moment to really think about that. Think about how through the years you've gone along to get along in certain situations, because yes, it has a long standing effect in the black community but even if you're not black you cannot tell me that there are not times in your life where you have gone along with certain situations and scenarios or outcomes because it was better to go along in your mind than to buck the system and think about how it all went think about how you feel now think about where we are right now where we have a clear opportunity to use our voice and our influence to affect change Are you really willing to go along to get along if you were seeing somebody brutalized on the street right next to you? Are you really willing to go along to get along if you see someone who is being oppressed um, with your children standing there? I mean, you have to think about it. We have to look out for each other. We are each other's keepers. So that's why I said there is no more going along to getting along. We all have a specific particular goal in mind and we have to be clear about it excuse me we have to be confident about it and we have to know that with solidarity with focus with clarity and focus we can get anything that we want and yes is it going to take some time yes is it going to be uncomfortable absolutely is it going to take work yes but nothing good comes without that and we all know that So this is just that opportunity for us to make it happen and to do the right thing for the next generation and the next generation after that. 
because forward thinking is always going to be the way to living your well done life. So it was great to kind of connect with you all on that level. Um, I also am going to link in a podcast um, that I heard last week. I jumped on a podcast with Queen Lala of the Palenque. And the Palenque is a podcast that devoted also to building community, a safe space. It has a very uh, beautiful historical reference because uh, San Basilio was the first free um, all-black area in the Americas. It was in Latin America. It's in Bogota, in Colombia near, I believe, Bogota or Cartagena. I'm not quite sure, but I'll make sure I have the facts in there. But anywho, long story short, um, Queen Lala has set up a palenque and I joined her in the palenque last week to talk about how I was feeling and just to have a nice nice dialogue and conversation. And I shared that podcast last week on my socials, but I wanted to share one this week that I just heard where it was uh, Queen Lala with a group of educators of all colors and races, uh, all colors. Just sitting down, having great conversation and talking about uh, what's going on in America from a racial perspective, as well as from COVID-19 and how to have conversations with your children if you have children and how to prepare for going back into school. I just think it's a really good um, opportunity to hear great collective voices giving insight on their perspective as to what's going on right now. And like I said, I think that's so important to share and to dialogue together. So I will definitely share that one in my show notes as well. But anyway, my social information is you can email me at thewelldonelife at gmail.com. You can tweet me um, at tw- on Twitter at I am Pamela L. Davis. You can also find me on Facebook as well as Instagram at Pamela Davis. So I do hope that you will take an opportunity to continue to connect with me and talk with me more because again this is we're in it it's a marathon guys and I want us to kind of be prepared and build up and get our 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 strength together our thoughts together in dialogue and do great things because we're about to bring out change we're going to change our world so until I talk to you guys next week be safe take care of your mental health, your soul, and your spirit. Love each other, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.